Coming up on the pod, we have Cannabis Keenan back in studio as we discuss the death of the ultimate racist broadcaster and enter the danger zone. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic. You got Cannabis Keenan, he's all right. Caitlin is giving all she can give, and Calvin doesn't even know where he is. This is real buzz takes with the real buzz crew. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz Crew. I'm Real Buzz Rob. That's right. Nice. Man, I am dangerous. And to my left, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Hello, Romania. Buena ziua, or something like that. All right, so let's just get right to it. We only have one current affair to discuss, so... And we're a little behind on this, actually. I think he died a couple weeks ago, but... Uh, I don't think it was that long ago. Maybe not that long. Yeah, Rush, Rush yeah, Limbaugh died. Uh, what, what do we say about that? It should be noted he's... Technically, from a technical standpoint, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. Uh, had some, he had, he fancied himself a comedian at times. He, so anytime he would have a caller on and the call was bad, he would say, I'm aborting this call. And then he'd play like vacuum suction noises and babies crying. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's dark, but hey, objectively kind of funny. He had a guy named Snurdly on his show that he would always be like, What's going on there, Snurdly? Look at Fucking Rush Limbaugh. I, I've listened to a lot of Rush Limbaugh in my days. Was, oh, was Todd a big fan? Oh, my dad, big fan. Uh, and it started off like when I was pretty young. I don't know. He uh, Rush left whatever he was on or got fired or some shit. He had a problem with Oxycontin, I think. One of the biggest drug problems in the history of drug problems. He said at one point he was on like 80 pills a day. Jesus Christ. So surprise his heart. Uh, held out as long as it did i know the guy was not young and it does look like he died i guess 11 days ago um so yeah almost two weeks ago but either way um we would be on road trips when i was a kid like driving around and i would always just hear about the eib radio network which stood for excellence in broadcasting that's what he started like that's what he called his own network or whatever didn't he have a phrase about himself like talent on lease from god or something like he referred to as like his abilities as i mean i i never heard that but it was talent on lease from me. god he said something like that yeah and i fucking i would get so fired up anytime i'd rush, listen to rush limbaugh like at first I, I believed everything that he said and it would get me fired up and then after i graduated high school and moved out of the house and like you know formed your own opinions about things yeah, yeah. Uh, as a in college, anytime I'd like go home, my dad would be listening to it. Like he worked from home and he would just have it playing over his laptop speakers. And it's just like definitely Fuck you, Rush Limbaugh. a propagandist for sure. Yeah. And uh, before he went out, Trump actually gave him his racist merit badge by giving him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he Trump gave him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is laughable in itself. Yeah. Just like, hey, thanks for being a white nationalist. Here's the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So while we're on that topic, he was also a fucking garbage human being, and I have no sadness about his death. I hope he's rotting in hell with his beloved idols, Hitler and Donald Sterling. I'll, I'll, I won't 
say that. I'll say rest in peace, Rush. It, it sucks. Yeah, fuck him. I mean, it doesn't suck, but Great it, I guess it sucks for you that I said rest in peace, but... No, I mean, you know, it's fine. You can he say got me that. fired up. I'm not he was gonna, there. Yeah. I'm not going to um, hate on anyone who says rest in peace, but I, my personal opinion is great broadcaster, fantastic, garbage human being. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, but that, that's really all I had on the. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about current events wise? No, I mean, you know. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> not, not really at all. No, nah, I don't think any more needs to be said about that. I, I heard uh, the COVID vaccine described as a Fauci ouchie, which I thought was pretty funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. That good, uh, more good propaganda. It rhymes, it kind of rolls up the tongue nicely. Fauci yeah. ouchie. Yeah, and then I saw Fauci on a, uh, he was on Face of the Nation this morning. Yeah. And they were showing him clips of Kate McKinnon as him <laughs> on Saturday Night Live, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. I was like, damn, you're just like, and then it cut back from the clip, and she was like, and that was Kate McKinnon as you. And he just kind of was like, uh. He probably, like, what do you want me to yeah, say? Yeah, what do you want that? me to say? Stop giving Fauci so much shit. Yeah, why does everyone think it's Dr. Fauci's fault? He just says, like, he's a perf- he's the best um, epidemiologist ever. So, I don't know. You might want to listen to what he has to say about it. I mean, make your own opinions, I suppose. But I personally yeah. listen to what he says. Um, but anyways, the movie we are reviewing today is Top Gun. Release date, May 16th, 1986. And it smells every bit of it. Oh, it, this was peak American 80s cinematic perfection. At very early on in this movie, I wrote down, man, the 80s would have been a strange time to be alive. I think an awesome time. It would have been. It was like pre-technology, like right before the internet, but technology was still kind of good. So it wasn't, I, I mean, I don't know. I personally find... 80s women very attractive too i like the 80s woman style really and this movie made me miss that you like the big hair and uh, yeah, the big bushes i'm into it well yeah yeah maybe not the big bushes but <laughs> i think that's more 70s yeah i don't know who knows think, what was going on in the 80s i, mean, I think I they know. started you know waxing and making themselves look like barbies by the time the 80s came around jeez yeah yeah, but the big hair, I don't know. I don't know how big of a fan of it I am. Like, Meg Ryan in this movie, she definitely had the 80s hair going on. Yep. And I was like, ah, I Carol. Yeah, Carol. I didn't know that until I read the credits. But She's literally the only one in the cast who has a character with one name. Like, everyone else has three names. Like, they have their, their rank, their first name, their call sign, and their last name. And then yeah. Meg Ryan's just Carol. Carol. With an E. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. So, Tony Scott, I think, is a pretty... One of the most prolific directors, especially from an action standpoint in the history of movies. He before this he did a movie called The Hunger, which I wasn't familiar with. After is, this he did Is that about eating people, do you think? Could be. The I don't Hunger. Know. That's what I'm guessing. Anyway. Doesn't, doesn't sound like a Tony Scott kind of film, but it was his first film, so maybe. Who knows? I got I got I was thinking of Army Hammer, so you know. Ooh. ooh. Too soon? No, yeah, well, it's weird because I just started watching Hannibal, and all I can think about is like, this is fucking Army Hammer, man. Do you think he ever actually ate somebody? No, I don't. I think it's probably more fantasy. I think he probably would, if he had an opportunity to get away with it, I think he might try it. Some of that delicious human meat. He definitely said some pretty disturbing shit, and there are allegations that I should mention. They are only allegations that there was abuse with prior partners as well, so I think he definitely should maybe see a therapist. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Anyway, we've we've discussed it. We before. have. After this, Tony Scott directed Beverly Hills Cop 2, Days of Thunder, The Last Boy Scout, True Romance. I think that's my favorite movie he's ever made. That's a good movie. It's this or True Romance. Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, Spy Game, another baller movie. Redford, I like Enemy of the State a lot, too. Uh, I think it's overrated. Well. Hackman. 
Spy Game, Man on Fire, Domino, dog shit movie. Sorry, Tony. Rest in peace. Deja Vu, a great... He, he liked to work with Tom Cruise and... Um, Denzel. And Denzel quite a bit. And then the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 in his last movie was Unstoppable, the, the another Denzel flick with Chris Pine. I don't think I ever saw that one. I didn't. A train movie. I don't like train movies. Yeah, I didn't like taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. That's I mean, a train movie. Yeah, he, he really got into trains towards the end. Yeah. I he, do re- that's a remake, by the way. He didn't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I saw the original, too, when it came out. I actually like the original better than the fucking Tom Cruise one. The original's got Walter Matthau. Or not Tom Cruise, Denzel yeah. and John Travolta. Travolta's right, uh, weird in that movie. He has a really interesting facial hair choice. Oh, yeah. You're just like, did he... Make that choice, or was, was there like a facial hair designer that came on? Like, we're going to give you really sharp edges. You're going to look really fucking weird. It's like before Tony Stark did the Tony Stark, but it doesn't look like as good as Tony Stark. No, because he's still a skinhead in it, too. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's real fucking weird. Uh, but I did like Deja Vu. I haven't seen that. It. I one only my, saw one it one time, Denzel's. I think, but I remember liking it a lot. Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's a lot of, lot of double crosses. Yeah, it's a mind bender, man. It is a mind bender. All right, Cats. Cats. Tom Cruise is Pete Maverick Mitchell. Kelly McGillis as call sign Charlie. That's, I guess, she also only has one name. All the women in this movie only have one name. Well, at some point she says her real name, I think, but then maybe she doesn't. I, I don't, don't remember. Know. It's not listed in the, you know, the credits. Yeah. So Kelly McGillis as call sign Charlie. Val Kilmer as Lieutenant Tom Iceman Kazansky. Or is it K- Kazansky? Yeah. Kazinski. 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 <laughs> Ted Kazinski. Unabomber. Anthony, Kazansky, yeah, yeah, Kazansky. What's your problem, Kazansky? <laughs> uh, Anthony Edwards as the best part of this whole movie as Nick Goose Bradshaw. Yep. Honorable mention: Tom Skerritt as CDR Mike Viper Metcalf. Michael Ironside as LTC Rick Jester Heatherly. Meg Ryan as Carol, and <laughs> Tim Robbins as Samuel Merlin Wells. I'm Carol. Carol. Yeah, and Tim Robbins. I guess this was pretty early on for him, huh? Definitely. Because he just has kind of a bit role as Merlin there. Really takes advantage of the little the screen time he has. A little though. time there. Yeah. And his face is covered most of the time that he's on screen anyway. Yeah. But. You rarely see his face. Yeah. And you don't really recognize his voice either when he's like, yeah, get yeah, on the guy, Maverick. Get on the fight. What are you doing? The only reason I knew it was him is because I paused the movie and it had the x-ray thing and it was like characters in scene or whatever. Yeah. So it said, I was like, oh, shit, that's Merlin. I didn't know that. Uh, Tom Cruise. We've done him on a prior pod when we reviewed Cocktail. Oh, yeah. But I think some information has changed since that, because that's like episode 10 or 12 or something. Yeah, it would have been more than a year ago. I'm sure things have changed for Tom. Okay, so before this, we'll just go over it again, because whatever. (laughs) But honestly, everybody, you know Tom Cruise. You know who Tom Cruise is. Yeah. Before this, known for the outsiders in risky business, it's about him running a brothel. Yeah. Wildly interesting movie. You think simple... Simple idea, simple concept. Very interesting movie. I've never seen that one. It's good. But I saw The Outsiders. Yeah, that that one's not so good. Yeah. Hey, pony boy. Like, Ralph Macchio's death in that movie is very strange. Stay gold. He's just standing up and then thinks, I'm burned, I'm burning, pony. I don't (laughs) feel so good. And he just kind of dies. Oh, man. Uh, After this, known for Cocktail, Rain Man, Days of Thunder, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Jerry Maguire, Mission Impossible franchise. There's the seventh coming out soon. Can't fucking wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. I love the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, they're great. That's why I can't hate on Tom Cruise, really, because I do like a lot of shit that he's in. I think he's great in this movie, too. Yeah, A Few Good Men, love it. He actually shows his like range and his ability to act. It's not just Ethan Hunt. 
Yeah, I think he's a super weirdo and, you know, Scientology, whatever, to each their own. But I like his movies, man. Yeah. Even Jack Reacher, which I'm sure you're about to say. Oh, yeah. I like, yeah. yeah. Jack Reacher's the good. first one. Collateral, Tropic Thunder, Edge of Tomorrow, Jack Reacher franchise, and most recently, the newest iteration of The Mummy. I did not like that movie. Sans though. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I did not like that movie at all. Saw it in theaters, was super excited. And I did not like it at all. Yeah, Universal really tried to do like what the MCU did and set up the monster universe. Yeah, I can't remember what it's supposed to be called. Like the dark monster or yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's because Russell Crowe ends up like being Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at the end of that movie, correct? Spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry, guys. Yeah. If you haven't well, seen it. It's not worth watching. Annabelle Wallace is in it. She doesn't even make it worth it. Yeah, and she's very, very attractive. Good actress, too. Good actress. Good actress. <laughs> Good actress, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that failed because they haven't made any more of these monster movies that they said they were going to. I think it failed so horribly. Like, well, we're aborting this yeah, idea. I think the Mummy movie just killed it. Yeah, nobody gave a shit about that movie. It was too CGI heavy. I remember thinking, and yeah, the original Mummy. I just watched the first two recently. Really good. I actually really enjoy them. Brendan Fraser, top of his game there, man. I love the first one. I haven't seen the second one in a long time, but I do love the first one. They made a third one with Jet Li, and then... Oh, I own it. Yeah, they replaced Rachel Weisz on it, which is weird. Yeah, I know. And it's like a knockoff Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, I know. They should have just said she died or something. Exactly. When you replace the actress... With the, the same character, different actress, it really throws you off. Yeah, I get it for like a TV show, maybe. For sure. Like Game of Thrones did it with big characters a lot of times, yeah. like little people. Uh, well, like Tyrion? God damn it. I knew as soon as I said that, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, little characters. <laughs> that didn't make it any better. You know, small roles is what I'm there getting at. There we go. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Little people. I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, God damn it, I lost my whole train of thought on that. But yeah, if, you do, no, if you do it in a movie franchise, you replace somebody who's a main fucking character. It's just super obvious. Just a bad idea. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate that. Was I didn't ever see it. Is the third one any good? No. Tomb I, of the Dragon Emperor or something yeah. like that. They Instead of being in Egypt, they made it in China, I believe. Yeah, and it was like 10 years after the second one, and Brendan Fraser looked like it had been 50 years after the second one. God bless Brendan Fraser, man. He just has not aged well. Yeah, I mean, poor guy. I do. I feel bad for him because he didn't, he just, some people just don't age that well, and he's doing- I haven't seen him since that movie, so I don't even know what he looks like now, but- uh, Very fat, but for a reason. He's doing it for a role. He's playing the fattest man on earth in a movie that's coming up. I don't know, man. He must be desperate for work. (laughs) All right. I'll see it, maybe. I'll- yeah, I guess I'll check it out. Uh, could be good for the podcast. Didn't he do a Muppets movie at one point, too? Oh, Looney Tunes, back in Looney action. Looney Tunes, that's what it was. Yep. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. That's, I guess, the last I remember seeing Brendan Fraser in a trailer for something. Yeah. Very handsome back in the... Yeah, he looks horrible. Yeah. Just bloated. Bloated. <laughs> Whatever happened to Brendan Fraser? There was an article from 2018 in GQ. I'll read that later. Yeah, that's reading reading material. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be great. Next shit you take. <laughs> exactly. All right, so where were we? Oh, yeah. So uh, Val Kilmer. We'll do the swoosh off market. Woo! Val Kilmer. Before this, not known for anything. Small bit roles on really? TV. Mm-hmm. First thing, huh? Yeah. I think he was in like an independent film because it didn't say introducing Val Kilmer in the credits. Yeah. So he'd done something but nothing worth noting. After this, known for The Doors, Tombstone, definitely his best role. It's not close. Yeah, Tombstone. Doc Holiday. Oh, yeah. Batman Forever, Heat, The Saint, Prince of Egypt, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. 
Yeah, that's a that's a decent movie. It is. Uh-huh. It's very good. I forget who who plays opposite of him. He's that detective. Robert Downey yeah, Jr. RDJ. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, kind of in the same realm of like the nice guys and stuff like that. It's funny and it's interesting and it's yeah. Back when Robert Downey was getting his groove back. From yeah, when he was. I think that might charges. have been his first time back from like the cocaine stuff. We just got out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. Right he, before Iron Man, probably. Uh, a few know. years before. Yeah. But he was the Batman of my childhood. He was the first Batman I ever saw, Val Kilmer. So shout out to him for that one. Not a good movie going back and watching it. No, but. did not age well. Well, yeah. okay, and we were younger when we watched it. Yeah. So the fact that it didn't age well and we kind of matured, we're like, this is a garbage fucking movie. Yeah, but I... I he, not Nicole Kidman's finest moment. No, now it took a long time. Christian Bale is now Batman to me, and it'll take somebody else to replace him. Ben Affleck didn't do it. It's not Batfleck? No, no, Batfleck, no. What about Robert Pattinson? Well, I have to see the movie first. The trailer's very promising. It does look good. It does look... But I feel like... I mean, Christian Bale... I'm not going to say Robert Pattinson has to do at least three before he can replace it, but, you know, Christian Bale's got three pretty solid Batman movies. Yeah, the voice still bothers me. I don't think it aged all that well. Oh, I liked it. I I still like it. It, It's jarring. I'm not wearing And it seems out of place now. At the time, it didn't bother me. I guess I haven't seen him in a few years, though, so maybe I should watch him. Real real quick, let's do this. Let's rank the Batman. I'm going to put number one. The Batman. The Batman. I'm going to put Michael Keaton at number one, because he's my OG. Christian Bale at number two. Ben Affleck, number three. Uh, Val Kilmer. I'm going to put Kilmer four, Clooney five. Sorry, Clooney. (laughs) <laughs> Clooney's. Uh, I well, I will put Christian Bale at number one. Okay. Then I'll go. Are we going strictly the movie actors? That's what the, I was doing. The but Kevin Conroy guy that did oh, the dude, voice forever. Yes, he's tied for number one. For yeah, me. he he could actually be number one. The best Batman. He's the best Batman actor. Just the voiceover is perfect. Yeah. That is Batman to me. Yeah. So we'll say him. Leaving it just to the uh, one in physical one movies. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale. Then I'll go with Val Kilmer just because of nostalgia. Okay. Then I'll go uh, I, Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's pretty good. Then I'll go Adam West. And nice. then I'll go, I guess, who am I missing? Between Clooney and Batfleck? Batfleck. I'll go Clooney over Batfleck. Wow, you really didn't like Ben Affleck I as really Batman. I really didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay. Or Bruce Wayne. I just, I. Well, because he's such he an phones, iconic he character. He phones it in, yeah. I feel like. You could tell he just didn't give a shit, really. You just look at him, you're like, that's fucking Chucky from Boston and yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Exactly. All right, Kelly McGillis. So there's your Batman conversation in a movie uh, that has nothing not to do with it. Batman. Yeah. Hey, this podcast is not a strict format. We can oh, talk yeah. about whatever we want. Yeah. You hear that, listeners? Kelly McGillis, before this, known for a movie called Witness. It's a Harrison Ford flick about him being an, like an he, FBI agent who turns Amish or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I think I've actually seen that when I was a kid. Yeah, but. I fell asleep watching it the other night, and I was just like, this is boring as hell. <laughs> you tried, You gave it a shot the I, other night? It was on Netflix. It's, if you want to watch it, it's on Netflix, or maybe Prime, one of the two. And I was just like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> I'm out. Whoever plays the kid, oh yeah, it's the, oh shit. I can't think of his name, it's not worth saying. The kid is kind of a famous actor. Okay. Okay, Anthony Edwards. Oh wait, hold on, sorry, no, sorry, after. <laughs> after known for that Jodie Foster uh I can't really be around a bush rape movie called The Accused. Oh, I've never seen it. And then lots of other roles I didn't think were recognizable. She didn't do, a, I mean, she did a lot of roles, but they weren't prominent in well-known movies or even TV. I think she she was in a prominent movie or TV show recently, but with a small role. That's the only thing I recognized. Yeah, I, I can tell you I don't really recognize her from anything. She looks very much different 
now than I, she did before. I looked up her IMDb, and I yeah, I was like, I don't know who this is. Well, I think she's significantly older than Tom Cruise is in this movie, too. I think it's like about five, five or years, six years. Because I felt like she looks significantly older than him in this movie. She does. I think so, too. He just looks so young. Looks like a, it looks like he's 20. Yeah, and I think he was like 22 or something. He was pretty fucking young. Yeah, man. He really... Goddamn. He's... Say what you want about his personality. What he does for his movies is impressive. Yeah, and he's been around since fucking 80, the 80s, man. He hasn't actually aged quite well. Yeah. I mean, he well, he's got Scientology on his side. Maybe the Scientologists have like the magic de-aging serum. I think they're like serum. pumping him with stuff or something, you know? Yeah, who knows? Maybe I should join. I feel like if you want to get famous, all you have to do is join Scientology. And then they'll be like, oh, that's what you want to do? All right. I don't know if that's quite it. Plenty of people have joined that aren't famous. Yeah, but you got to, you know, do the steps or whatever. And then they'll get you in the inner sanctum or whatever. Yeah, you just got to be in a cult. Yeah, and then you go to space and then you float back down and you're famous. Not to get too uh, religiosity on you here, but it's, all religions kind of like Scientology. They just do a lot more shady shit. Like their story, L. Ron Hubbard's story. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous, but so does the story of the Bible too. It's just a lot older oh, yeah. and it's been around much longer. That's oh, the, and the only Bible difference. Ripped off its stories from other stuff, like yeah. the, the resurrection. It's in a lot of other religions. So yeah. But anyway, Anthony Edwards. Before this, known for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. After this, known for ER, iconic ER actor. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I've never seen him with hair. So it did take me a little while to be like, who the fuck is this guy? I know he looks familiar. ER, man. Yeah. Pet Cemetery 2, Zodiac, which he was low-key really good in. He was Mark Ruffalo's partner. Okay, I do, I've been meaning to watch that again. I only, I've only seen it once. Dude, it's but... one of Fincher's best movies. Yeah, I, I was really good, but it's like three hours long. It is very whatever, long. So that's why... It, yeah, it's like a commitment, and I want to make sure I watch it when I'm not going to like pass out. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to start at like ten or some shit, you know. Another Robert Downey performance. It's fantastic. Yeah, very good. Uh, most recently, he was in that show, Designated Survivor. Ah, uh, with Kiefer, huh? Yeah, I hear Kiefer is insufferable to work with. Really? He's supposed to be a real fucking asshole. I could see that actually, though. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, he's the son of Donald, who you know was Hollywood. He was big, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. I, his was, dad right? seems Did, like oh, didn't for, he pass yeah. away? No, 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 he's still he's, he's still, still kicking. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Kirk Douglas that passed away. Oh, my, Michael Michael Douglas. Douglas. But yeah. anyway, he's he's a child. Kiefer is of Hollywood royalty, kind of. You know? Yeah, I'm surprised the rapper instead of going Chief Kiefer should have gone Chief Kiefer. Yeah, you know, they could have made like Kiefer Sutherland puns all the time. Oh, whenever I whenever I you know allegedly smoke some weed. Uh, and I, I hit up the key if I say, let me get some Kiefer Sutherland in this. There you go. You know? There you go. All right. Now, if I were to smoke weed. If, completely just. When I'm in legal states. Exactly. Exactly. Hypothetically. All right. It's time Ladies to do and- net worths. Cho-chain. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise has gone up since the last time we did it. So if you want to go ahead and give it a guess. Oh, he's got to be. I mean, 500 million. Very close. 570. 570. He's over half a billion dollars. Again, I know I say this. I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. That's borderline getting to the point where you have an unethical amount of money. Yeah. I. Yeah. What's he? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like, well, I got to take care of my family. Nah, come on. After a hundred million, it's like your family's good for a few generations, man. Okay. Yeah. Like doesn't have to work, do want for anything. Yeah. This, when you get into the half a billion, into the billion, into the 10 billions, you're just hoarding wealth. Absolutely. It's very gross. Uh, well, shout out to Steve Jobs, uh, not Steve Jobs, um, Amazon guy. Jeff Bezos? Yeah, Jeff Bezos, his wife. She gave away like half of her billions just 
Gave it away. Oh, really? Yeah. When did this happen? When she got divorced. She was like, I'm not going to keep this insane amount of money. It's okay. disgusting. So not shout out to Jeff Bezos. Shout no, his out wife. to his wife. His ex-wife. His ex-wife. Yeah. All right. Jeff yeah. Bezos is uh, probably a sociopath. Yeah, he's a he's kind of trash. Yeah. But yeah, I, still buy my, I still buy shit off him. Yeah, I mean, I say that. I, I still shop on him. I've rented yeah. this movie from Amazon Prime. So. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. It's on. I have Showtime subscription. That's how I saw it for free. Yeah. But it's only $1.99. It was like oh, discounted. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So five seventy. Val Kilmer. Uh, man, I don't know. I feel like he probably had a gambling problem or something. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, and talk about someone that didn't age that well either. You know, you go back and watch him as Batman. He's tight, and then yeah. you see him in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Maybe that was just something that he did for. Well, and he looks. He looks pretty. I think he was, he had some kind of a throat cancer, and oh. so he he doesn't have a voice really anymore. He has to, really his I voice didn't know is that. drastically changed. Oh fuck. Well, I shouldn't say. I take back what I said about gambling problem. Hopefully, he's doing okay. I'm gonna guess fifty million. Twenty-five. Ah, uh, that was my gut, but I was hoping. I think that's probably about right. Yeah, that, good that, for that him. That seems good. That seems good for him. Kelly McGillis, seven hundred and fifty k. Four million. Ah, oh, good. For Pretty him. sure it's residual from Top Gun. Yeah, probably so. This gets yeah. played on TNT all the fucking time. Or of something. course, yeah. Th- this and um. That other fucking movie um, with Morgan Mog and Freeman. And, uh, Mog and Freeman. Oh, what's his? Andy Dufresne. Oh, yeah. Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank. I feel like they used to play Platoon a lot, too. Which is weird because that is not like a good movie for <laughs> network television <laughs> right? at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anthony Edwards. Um, I mean, ER for a while. You yeah. Know, I have 12. 40. Four, jeez. That's why the the golden ticket is to get on a hit show that's a huge hit, like Friends, ER, that that gets you know syndicated on different networks through the decades, and you just get money after money after money. Yeah, that's a fuck ton of money. Well, good for him. No, happy for him. Yeah, I, dude, Goose deserves it. I like Goose. Yeah, and he's getting residuals from this too. So that he is. That he is. Okay, moving on to specs and deets. Yes, indeed. Runtime: one hundred and ten minutes. I'll, I'm going to give it a pass. It's slightly long. I'm going to give it a I'm, pass. I'm not going to give it a pass. I'm going to say it's. they could have cut out a lot of the melodrama after Goose dies. I get it. It's sad. Uh, but him like going to the house or whatever and like looking at the dog tags, and then he like almost opens the door, then closes it and looks at the window. There's like four minutes of him crying like a little bitch. You know what? No, I, I'm fine with that. I get it that Goose died. It's sad. What but. they could have gotten rid of is one of the the training missions one of the training fighter missions like there was four there could have been three and it would have been 10 minutes less and would have been fine yeah or some of the kelly mcginnis stuff uh or mcgillis mcgillis uh like whenever they start actually almost hitting it off like whenever the first time take my breath away kind of go boom 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 they do they literally there's like Four different scenes in five minutes, and at some point in the scene, it, it goes boom, 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 before they finally bang and, you know, tongue each other, which I'll get into. <laughs> yeah, we'll but... talk about it. It's, it's <laughs> gross. Yeah, they could have taken out some of that. I don't know. They could have cut out 10 minutes of this movie. There's gratuitous, uh, like, scenes of Tom Cruise just being like, look how confident and cool I am. Yeah, and it, you know the t- whole thing with him doing the V four thing dive with the Mig or the Mach four thing. Yeah, that didn't end up really mattering at all. It was just. But the I kind love of show it. Was, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm do, I do not remove that from the movie. That's they gold. could remove the scene where they're like studying it, and, and Kelly McGillis chases after him, and he's like, and what? And some kind of European car that I'm not familiar with. 
Yeah, well, I, at first he like gets on his bike and acts like he can't hear, starts revving up the engine. I guess whatever. That was kind of fun. It was fine. Uh, right, budget. Get a load of this. Budget's $15 million. Opened at 8.2, grossed 179.8 domestically, 365.8 globally. Damn, off 15 mil, huh? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is what made, this was the reason Tony Scott could just write his own ticket the rest of his career. He's like, dude, did you see what I did with Top Gun? Yeah. Did you hear the soundtrack? Come on, man. (laughs) Kenny Loggins, bro. Yeah. Danger Zone. No wonder he didn't make it out of the 80s. That's I a, know he did physically and everything. I'm do you think saying, that's yeah. Loggins' most iconic song? It's tough to say. Footloose is big up there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's Highway to the Danger Zone. Though. I do, too. Anytime yeah. I think Loggins, like, Highway to the... But I, obviously, he was all over the 80s. With uh, He's even... He did the Caddyshack theme, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. It's all right. No, I think he's probably the most iconic um, music s- songwriter of the 80s. Yeah, I mean, he's all over the place. Yeah, really really just wrote tons of themes. And it reeks of the 80s. It's because of him, I guess. In the best way. In the best fucking way. Yeah. All right, plot keywords. Number one, male objectification. Number two, rivalry. Number three, male camaraderie. Yeah. Number four, propaganda. Don't quite understand this one. Propaganda? I I don't know. I I didn't see any propaganda within the film. Maybe maybe it's just that good. Maybe they say they use it as propaganda. It's used by the U.S. Navy. Could be. I don't know. And uh, number five, we have piano playing. I don't know. I don't know why I wrote that down. I piano right. playing. I mean, I remember that part. That makes more sense to me than the propaganda for sure. Taglines. There were two. I there were three, but the third one was just redundant. Number one, up. In, uh, sorry. Try it again. Number one, up there with the best of the best. And the number two, uh, okay, yeah, it's it's fine, whatever. whatever. Number two, I feel the need for speed. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah, that's that's appropriate. I mean, it's cheesy, but it works. Yeah, and that's an iconic Which line from this movie. One, I think the best way to describe this movie in one line is it's cheesy, but it works. Yeah, exactly. The high five they give each other after they say that line is so great. It's the best. Yeah, it's the best. All right. With that, now we are moving on to the canopsis. Please give us your Top Gun canopsis, Cannabis Keenan. Join Maverick on a highway to the danger zone as he joins the elite flight school Top Gun, where he competes against Val Kilmer to show that he's the best damn douchebag in the air (laughs) and that he's not just a hothead. Maverick also has some serious tongue action that will take your breath away in Top Gun. That's one of your best ones. That was really good. <laughs> well, they play those two fucking songs so many times. <laughs> I was like, I have to work them into the. Clearly, a lot of the budget <laughs> didn't go to the soundtrack because they only have three songs they play the in- maybe the four. Entire, yeah, the amount of times in that short frame that they do the boom, 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 boom. I was just like, God damn, they're doing it again. It's like when you told me you went to that Kanye concert and he was like, we're going to do it again. He played the same song. He closed with Inwards in Paris, but he did it seven times in a row. (laughs) By the middle of the fifth time, I'm like, I don't know how many times he thinks he's going to do this, but I'm leaving. Yeah. And that's how I felt with this uh, fucking when that use of that song. I was like, man, every fucking scene, they're just pumping that music in there. They didn't spread it out very well. No, but whatever. Whatever. I had fun anyway. It didn't deter me from enjoying the film. It was noticeable, like, damn, the song again? But just, it didn't really deter <laughs> yeah, me Yeah, I was just, it. yeah. I still was having fun. And it actually kind of added to the charm. I was just like, oh, here you go. This is the one fucking song they have. Was Take My Breath Away a song 
before this movie or was I it written it was for this, this movie? movie? I'd like Damn. to believe it's for this movie. There's some pretty iconic songs written for this movie, though. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, I haven't got to the notes, but I wrote Jesus. that down. Yeah. Danger Zone, Take My Breath Away, and then the Top Gun theme itself. Yeah. Which makes you think of that Coming to America song. Or which whatever. is what they originally wanted. Yeah. Like, well, just have someone write a knockoff of that song. <laughs> they did a good job of it. All right. Moving on to the Real Buzz Rundown. Keenan, uh, we'll start with you and I'll sprinkle in. All right. Well, I, I don't actually have too many notes because this was the first time I've ever seen this movie, believe it or not. But I'm. We should have said that. We really buried the lead with that. This was Keenan's first viewing of this film ever, which is an atrocity. And see, this is why I'm glad I finally did, <laughs> saw this movie. We finally did it because I it got to the point to where people were like, my whole life would reference Top Gun to me and I would just be like, ah. Like, I'd tell them I hadn't seen it, and they'd be like, what, you haven't seen Top Gun? What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you so, even American? It got to the point where if Top Gun got brought up, I would just get real silent and try not to say it. Like, I just, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I like, remember what, that. Someone says, like, oh, yeah, what's up, Goose? Like, I don't, I don't understand the reference. <laughs> yeah, I'd just like, yeah, uh, what's up, Duck? You know? Yeah. Duck, Duck, don't, Goose. Don't call me a fucking Goose. But anyway, so, yeah, I'm glad to finally have watched this movie. I did know uh, that Goose died because of Meet the Parents. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie. But so, but this is one of those movies that transcends whether or not you've actually seen it. You might not have seen it, but you know basically all the story arcs. I knew that Highway to the Danger Zone came from this movie, and I've heard that song a thousand times. Uh, I knew about the volleyball scene. Of course. Um, Iconic homoeroticism. Yeah, which is a, another song that that is very funny in this movie. I feel like the whole play in with the boys. Uh, it's just even like, the name of the song is homoerotic. Yeah. And it's so 80s. It's the best. Great scene. It's the best. Um, so I, I I didn't take too many notes because I was just having a fun time for the most part. I mean, some of it was a little ridiculous. Of course. And I was laughing at it. Sometimes I was laughing with it, you know, and uh, the action was... scenes were pretty fucking sweet. Incredible for 86. Scenes. Yeah. Incredible for 86. Hard to do, too, with planes in the sky, you know, showing where they're all going and shit. But I, I felt like they did a pretty fucking good job. Well, I know they used some. So they, they combined with stuff that they filmed and then they used stock footage of for, that the Navy had of planes. And, okay. But the way they edited it was perfect. Yeah, I thought it was great. And like you were saying, just kind of the perfect amount of comedy and unintentional comedy. Yeah, it's a little campy, maybe is a, a way to put it. Cheese yeah. factor. It was good. Uh, I I had a good time with it, and uh, so that's why I guess my second note was, man, the '80s would have been a strange time to be alive. And I wrote that down during the intro, where, I mean, it's like pretty epic of them showing. It's the intro where you know it's sunset or whatever, and all the planes are landing on the carrier, and there's people like high fiving that they're successfully catching the planes or whatever. But then that's when Danger Zone or Highway to the Danger Zone kicks in. It's just like. I don't know. And in a modern movie, it would be all serious dud, dud, dud type shit. But it's just like cheesy 80s music to get you started. I don't know. It, I had a fun time. It's paced perfectly. Like mm -hmm. it just it, there's it doesn't really ever lull. And well, I think it lulls after I, uh, Goose dies. That's the one time I thought you're not was wrong. Like, he was a little sad. I get that he's sad, but I didn't need six minutes of the movie of him being sad. And I think know? that's intentional pacing because it's a downbeat. It's a down moment. It's yeah. literally like, you know, the only point of the movie that has a neg like sad a sadness from an emotional standpoint yeah and it does drag a little bit but for the most part yeah 10 minutes less no complaints there yeah um so shout out to the soundtrack let's see uh then my uh next note uh is Iceman whenever I guess uh after Cougar loses his shit and is flying in all crazy 
And so, anybody around here seen an aircraft carrier? <laughs> so then Maverick and Goose get to go to Top Gun school or whatever. I guess just Top Gun, not Top Gun school. But uh, I, got, I gotta be honest with you, man. Top Gun school's just a terrible name. <laughs> what? That's, maybe that was the original title of the movie. <laughs> Top like, Gun School. Drop the school. Drop the school. Maybe drop part. the school. It's Top Gun. If it was called Top Gun School, I wonder if it would have grossed three hundred eighty million dollars or whatever. Um, but anyway, they, they show Val Kilmer and the way they kind of show this guy's going to be a rival is like, they zoom in on him and he's like doing that shit with the pin, just staring at Tom Cruise. He's, and I'm just like, God, that God damn it. It's just the amount, the, the amount of confidence and pompousness in this movie between these characters is insane. And I get it. They have to be, to be, to be good at their jobs. Yeah. But the amount of eye contact that they're comfortable keeping while flipping a pin or doing something is very awkward. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was drawn out or whatever. Um, but so I, I don't know. You could tell that he, they were going to be rivals and shit like that. Um, then they went to a party, and I saw a sign that said the part, the theme, or just said am, Animal Night. But nobody was dressed in like animal stuff, so I guess it's just like animal lusting. I didn't get. There was a sign that said Animal Night, but was this in the bar where he first meets Kelly McGillis? Yes. Okay. Before he starts singing the song to her or whatever. Which that part could have been cut. <laughs> they could have cut the that part. The cheese factor out. on that is a fucking fifty, and it's 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 cringeworthy. I hate watching it. I feel so terribly awkward watching it. Yeah, it, it's not good. Like I mean, maybe back in the eighties, that was cool and suave. That is fucking dorky as shit, and not in a cute way. It's <laughs> gross. I don't like it. It was very weird, very awkward, and but I did like it's like that's the second time I've tried that. First time was crash and burn. How's the second time? I don't know. I'll tell you tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you in the morning, but oh, right, yeah. so far it's looking good. It's like, dude, that is so cheesy. Like, yeah. Gross. Very cheesy. Also, n- had some Me Too vibes when he follows her into the women's room. Absolutely. What yeah. the fuck? And she's like, what, we're just going to bang on the tile? He's like, well, this counter should work. Like, ah, I don't know about that, Tom. She handled that wonderfully for a woman. Like, I, if I was her, I would be like, yo, what the fuck, creep? Get out of the women's room. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. That, like, that's predatorial behavior. Yeah. And then she just walks out and looks at Goose and says, your friend was great. Or something. Your friend's performance was fantastic. Which I did think that was funny when Hilarious. Goose is like, nah. Yeah, Goose is the best part about this movie. 100%. Because uh, then my next note is Tom Tom Cruise is definitely the douchebag in this. Uh, I kind of agreed with Iceman when he was like, I don't like you because you're dangerous. It's like, I would be kind of pissed off too if I was in flight school and then I just had Tom Cruise like buzzing by the tower and shit and... I don't know. Not the best of uh, situations to be that subordinate. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, and especially he did it like three times. Kept doing it. Just kept doing it. And it just it never faced any real kind of consequence, by the way. Yeah. No, I guess because of who his dad was and Tom Skerritt knew his dad and Tom Skerritt was in charge of the school. Duke Mitchell. Duke Mitchell. Cool name. Very great name. Very That's great name. That's an all-American. That's like a, that makes the all all list of American names. Duke Mitchell. Duke Mitchell. That's yeah. all-American. Yeah. Badass. Um, then I wrote down, I want some butts. Uh, that's the second time after the flight attendant guy or the flight tower guy gets the coffee spilled on him. And that did make me laugh pretty hard. Uh, yeah, cause it was just not the first time, but when he walked out of the room into the guy carrying the tray of coffee, I lost my shit. Cause he was so awkwardly animated and angry yet. He wouldn't swear. Yeah, it, it was kind of out of place, but yeah. I, I just thought it was funny. A little bit of slapstick humor there for you. It's like an nowhere. angry Mormon. And then it happens a third time too. Actually, angry Mormon's an oxymoron. There's no such thing. An angry Mormon? <laughs> yeah, because Mormons don't swear. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Well, it is a PG-13 movie, too. You know? No, it's PG. Oh, it's PG. I don't think PG-13 was 
around back in 86. I think it was PG and R. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. That's why you don't end up seeing any boobs. But when Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis are banging, Oof. the amount of tongue, like the shadow, the silhouettes of their tongue... Uh, Sam I, was over and she was doing yoga, but then the, it finished and she came down pretty much right at that scene. And she was like, what the fuck is going on? Because she hadn't seen it before either. I was like, damn, that tongue is graphic. I, I don't know if that was like direction from Tony Scott or if that was kind of organic or if Tom was like, let's tongue each other. Like, it was really <laughs> gross. And I don't think I've ever watched a less aesthetically pleasing sex scene. Uh, it's yeah. uber cheesy. Like you said, the tongue action is entirely so slow and graphic. And it's it's even worse the second time they're making out when it's in color. Ugh. And it's like, ah. It's the most unsexy sex scene of all time. Yeah. And the song, it just doesn't work. Cheese factor. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, Tom Cruise had a unibrow in this, too. Notice that. It's very light. Like, he just, you could tell, yeah. like, in the 80s, that wasn't a thing people cared about yet. Yeah. And, you know, because now, I think, dude, he gets that shit. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have that he probably anymore. probably has laser shit. I don't know. And maybe it wouldn't have been as noticeable before HD. You know, mm-hmm. very true. You know, it's fine hair, but it's a definite mono brow. Yeah, and it did. It took me a little while before I was like, I think he actually has one. But then it like zooms in on his face at one point. I was like, Oh yeah, it's Is that there. Tom Cruise or Anthony Davis. Yeah, well, hey man, Anthony Davis, great basketball player. Yeah, that's <laughs> that. That is a factual statement. Uh, I think I skipped some stuff here, but I I did write down. I thought it was very weird after Kelly McGillis finally invites him over. He comes over right after the volleyball scene, which is great. We've already kind of talked about that, but uh, and we'll go more in depth in it. I'm sure I will say, yeah, it, yeah, I'll get more in depth into it. We can just talk about it right now if you want to. Sure, yeah. Let's so, talk about the volleyball scene. All right, the V ball scene. That's later in my notes. Playing with the boys. Well, here here we go. The volleyball scene I wrote down might be the most iconic and homoerotic scenes in cinematic history because, like you said, you'd never seen this film, but you knew exactly. You're like, oh, yeah, the volleyball scene. For oh, sure. yeah. I know all about that scene. My favorite. I think my favorite part of the volleyball scene is slider because everyone else like makes it look like they're trying to do something while flexing, like looking at your watch or like. You know, hitting the ball, but Slider just like makes his pose like this. Like it's almost like he's aware he's being filmed. It's awesome, and I think it's funny that that's what they use for him at the end of the movie. Whenever they're going through, you know, he was like, "I want that as yeah, my credit picture." Use that shit. And Slider was pretty much a douchebag throughout the whole movie. Uh, crash and burn, Maverick. Slider, you stink. You stink. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. The playing with the boys just adds to it too. That fucking song. I mean, it's just, it's so on the nose. Yeah. And it just, it kind of, it really meshes well with the whole homoerotic themes, like playing with the boys. It's like Mac from Sonny's, like, wet dream scene. Yeah. Uh, very funny stuff, though. Uh, like, Tom Cruise, he's supposed to be at the date at 532. Not 532, but 530. So he knows he needs to end up leaving. So him checking his watch throughout it, but then just going back to spiking the ball and doing all the shit. Not to mention, can we talk about the fact that he fucking has jeans and no shirt on to play sand volleyball? <laughs> he couldn't find a pair of shorts somewhere. Was this impromptu? Like you were walking by the volleyball courts and like, and Iceman was like, hey, Maverick, I challenge you to some, some dual sand volleyball. And he's like, I don't have the right stuff. Okay, chicken. He's like, fuck you. And then just takes off his shirt and plays in jeans. Come on, Goose for Dude. Yeah, I would like to see the setup to that. Yeah, I would too. How did that start? Yeah, but then after he gets done and he leaves and Goose is all like, hey, man, come on. We're 1-1. Come on. We got to do the deciding game or whatever. Nah, I got to go to Kelly McGillis' house. And he goes there and he's like, Hey, can I take a shower? The biggest dick energy move ever. You Pretty show bold up. Bold move. You show up super late to your date's house for the date, and then you're just like, 
I'm gonna go shower and use her shower to shower. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? I would I would be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, it's the big dick energy move. Yeah. That I that really I started laughing at that. Uh can I use your shower real quick? Like, no, fuck you, dude. Um so yeah, there you go. Did you have anything else? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. I oh you're good. Oh you're good. Uh, I said the soundtrack. I knew it was notorious, but I didn't realize that it had like every '80s song in it. Oh yeah, and it only has like three or four songs, but somehow it feels like it has every song from the '80s in it. They are all bangers. Like yeah, very very big bangers, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I thought it was. Uh, oh okay, no, here we go. I knew that goose died, like I said, yep. but I didn't know how he died or when he died. So when he did die and it just like it gets fucking shot into the. Well, do you notice right before he's like, he's like oh, I can't reach the ejector. Goose, you got to eject both of us. And then it was just, you could tell his 80 yard like in post. He's like, watch the canopy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have caught it if I wasn't watching it without or with subtitles or I was watching it with. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The watch the canopy. He thing is like just thrown in there. right into the canopy. <laughs> I was like, damn, I guess he cracked his head. But I did have to rewind it at first because I was like, what the fuck happened exactly? And really, what control does he have over whether or not he hits the canopy? <laughs> yeah, I know. I like pretty fucking shitty design, it seems like. That canopy's got to get away. Not only did, the, did they determine the plane malfunction because of wind thrust and engine or something, I don't know. But then also the ejection. Like, that's that's two pretty big fuck-ups for the plane that's cost $30 million that's supposed to be a fighter jet. Yeah, how did Tom Cruise maneuver out of the canopy's way? I don't know because you got okay. So because Goose was ejected first, it was, okay. It was, so it was staggered, and then so I guess Goose hit it, knocked it out of the way. Maybe Goose took the bullet for Maverick there. Well, that's as a good wingman does, I guess. Yeah, for real. You know, best wingman of all time. Yeah, rest in peace, Goose. I was yeah, it got me when yeah. he died. It got me, and then that's the setup for the sequel. Obviously, you have Miles Teller playing mm -hmm. Goose's son. But in the trailer, I sense a lot of animosity for Maverick from Goose's son. But it literally wasn't Maverick's fault. It wasn't. He got he got acquitted so of all charges. Maybe yeah, it was found it was literally not his. Maybe he has some other reason he doesn't like him. Yeah, I don't know. Is Meg Ryan gonna reprise her role? I actually looked that up. She's not reprising her role. I think uh, she's taking a step back from acting. Yeah, I think I've heard that. It's it'll be weird though because she would have been a great at least cameo to have. It would have been cool. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, so uh, just the last few th notes I have are Sam's notes, which only oh, come great. from the second half of the movie because she showed up for the second half. Um, so whenever he's standing trial or whatever, finding out what happened. Uh, I don't know if it's a court martial. Yeah, or? I don't know what I the fuck. He, yeah. Whenever he's standing there, though, she's like, he would have been guilty if he was black. It's just because he's white. I was like, what? <laughs> what? No, hold on. I, I'm not sure how that know, works. I don't know if that checks out. She's like, I'm telling you. But then she was like, where's all the black people? And I was like, well, there's they, a couple. Yeah, there's a guy. But then <laughs> the African-American African character's name is Sundown, yep. which I thought was slightly racist. Ow. Because it's just dark, you know. So oh. I, I was like, God <laughs> damn it, man. That's a little out of, out of control. Okay, that's. Um, she really didn't like Tom Cruise's eyebrows or teeth. Uh, she had a problem with Tom Cruise. His teeth are weird, like jagged almost. They, yeah, they're it's, not it's quite very, there. It's she kept calling it snaggletooth. And then um, she said at one point, whenever he's freaking out or whatever, uh, she said it, it reminded her of when he was losing it on Oprah's couch. So 
I guess shout out to Sam's Corner and Oprah and Tom Cruise losing his mind. There's a very fine line between Tom Cruise emoting in a good way from an acting standpoint and then him turning into crazy Tom Cruise from Oprah. Yeah. It's a very fine line. Yeah. You never know. He definitely walked it in this movie at points, uh, especially when he was yelling at sundown. Which I think I that's when it was. That I, is when it was. I can't believe I didn't make that connection. I was like, uh, we saw it and we were like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I was just trying to be like, no, he. what are you talking about? And then they show the character, his name is Sundown. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah, God, the only worst woman like Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. That's a pretty bad Martin Lawrence movie from back in the early 2000s. I really liked that movie. Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't seen it since the early 2000s. Maybe we should do that for this one. Oh, that's not a bad idea. He, like, works at a medieval <laughs> yeah, pup golf thing or something but and falls into the moat. Then somehow time travels back to time medieval travels times. And continent travels to, like, medieval <laughs> England. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. He's in L.A. All of a sudden, he's in England. Whatever. That's well, no, we'll, we'll consider it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. And so the, my very last note is shout out to the Kansas City poster at the end of the I movie. I said the same thing. Yeah. It, it reminded me of the 40 year old virgin where it's such a weird thing to poster. Like you framed a poster of Asia <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then put it on display like that's that's a Southern California bar. It just has a, a framed poster of Kansas City. Very weird. Speaking of weird Kansas City shout outs, though, did you see that? Saturday Night Live did an episode, one of the skits last night. Um, I, it was Nick Jonas or one of the Jonas Brothers, so I have no idea why. But it took place at Worlds and Oceans of Fun what? on the Viking Voyager. No! I swear to God. I gotta look this up. The whole skit is pretty much, because this is very Kansas City specific, but you know with the Viking Voyager, which is pretty much, for those of you not here, like a log ride. Yeah, well, yeah. Where you sit very, in, very cheap version of a yeah, log ride. You yeah. sit in there and then somebody's like, you're straddling people. Yeah. So that's pretty much what the whole skit was about. Like, oh, should we straddle like this? I didn't watch it that, pay much attention to it, but it was at Worlds and Oceans of Fun. They name drop Worlds and Oceans of Fun and Viking they have They have a picture of it. Like, that is it starts wild. off where, yeah, like the entrance to Worlds of Fun. And then they're like, here we are at the Viking Voyager. It's- I was like, what the fuck? What a random theme park to choose, though. And especially when I could get it if maybe Paul Rudd was hosting. Yeah, or for sure. Even John Hamm, who's from St. Louis. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it was one of the Jonas Brothers hosting. Which have no ties to Kansas City that yeah. I'm aware of. Isn't that fucking weird, though? That's weird. Yeah. So, shout out to whoever made that possible from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, man. That's uh, a very obscure Kansas City reference, and we appreciate it. Yeah, I'll yeah, take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. I did some of mine, got a few more. Uh, I Obviously, we've already talked about this, but this movie's the absolute peak of 80s like Americana cinema. Oh, like, and I'm all for it. They, oh, I'm here for it. It works. It's the best. The music, the dialogue, the story arcs, all very quintessential 80s. The only thing that it's At really it's missing, there's never really a solid mullet, but there's a lot of good True. 80s mustaches. Oh, the best. So I'll, Goose? Yeah, I'll yeah, give it yeah, that. The yeah. best. I just the one one thing I noticed about the film, which I don't know if it was a directorial choice or if they didn't have a C, but everyone was glistening at all times, like especially in command center scenes, like whoever that I don't know his rank, the guy who screams a lot in the bald guy, the bald guy, the short that? Bald guy. yeah, the short bald guy. He looks like fucking Ewing in the fourth at the end of this movie during that final mission. Holy shit. Like the sweat is falling off his nose. Yeah, but at least I'll give him that because. It's tense. You know, it's, it's tense. 
the one that I had the most problem with is during that span where they do the boom, 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 four times in five fucking minutes. Uh, it's when Tom Cruise gets into the elevator. And yeah, he just left the gym or whatever. But it's like they just dumped two buckets of water on his face. We're like, all right, go out there now. There was so many times it's like, just take that towel and wipe your face for the love of God. The love of God. And what, I think they wanted to get in the shower bit again to fully bring that full circle. Yeah, Looks but- like you need another shower. <laughs> Oh my! You know God. she had a hat on in that scene. Yeah, because her hair like that that they shot that, but it was like reshoots. So her hair color was entirely different. Oh, that's why she had the hat yeah, on. So oh, they had okay. to hide it. All right. Well, that's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. I also like that they they're very ambiguous about these MIGs and their origin and what country they're from or why they're there. <laughs> but the thing is, they do such a good job of shooting the action sequences. It, I don't care. Yeah. It. Yeah. Like, I, it was. It was very good. There's literally just zero context. It's like, oh, Mix. You just keep hearing the word Mig. It's like I took it to be from Russia, I guess, because there was too. a red star, but they never say Russia at all. But it was '86, so Cold War. Yeah, you know. I inferred Russia as well. Yeah, because they never tell you where they're at. They're just on a a battle carrier. Well, it says in the Indian Ocean or Pacific Ocean a couple times, right? I think one time it's the Indian Ocean, one time it's the Pacific. Okay. Either way, it could be around Russia. You know, it's true. And yeah. these things travel at 800 miles an hour. I mean, they could. I don't think it ever said Atlantic, though, so... Yeah, because you know. they're Miramar, which is in San Diego area. Yeah, Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. One of my favorite lines. This is the best line in the whole movie. I, I don't have a lot of lines written down, but this is my favorite. There were some iconic... There were some Great. lines in this movie I didn't know were from this movie, but anyway. It's the altercation between Goose and Slider in the bar where he meets Kelly McGillis. He goes, you know what, Goose? You're such a dickhead. Whose ass did you kiss to get in here? The list is long and the list is long and distinguished. Yeah, so is my Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I knew that's going to be the line that you had, and I've heard best. that line before. Had no idea it was from this movie, though. Oh, it's the best. Also, intro- so okay, it's really douchey to introduce yourself as your call sign. Like I'm Maverick. No, his name's Pete. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, but it's even douchier to refer to yourself in third person as your call sign. It's like, God, good job, Mav. It's like, dude, that's just the amount of narcissism in strange, awkward. Uh, douchiness there is off this Richter scale. Well, yeah, and it's like it's like the drop that you had for yourself, like his narcissist when he's like, "I don't like you because you're dangerous." You're right, ice, ice man. I am dangerous. I am dangerous. Like, ah, oh, man, you're a douche for sure. But you know, he does g- lose everything, stops being a douche because Kelly McGillis does tell him, "When I met you, you were larger than life. Now you're being a little bitch drinking water in here." Pretty much. You know? Yeah, he has his humbling moment. Yeah. So he does have a good arc, I guess. Only took his best friend dying. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. For Pete's sake. When, why, why did grown men ever think wearing tidy whities was a good idea, especially, like, on screen, like, if someone's filming you? It just, you look like a toddler. It doesn't matter how old you are. You look ridiculous in whitey tidies. Yeah. Well, in the 80s, I don't know. I Did they even have anything besides tidy whities Probably not. I, I'm going to assume they didn't. I mean, I think we can all agree. Boxer briefs are the new. That's the way to go. That's the new standard, right? Yeah. I don't I don't wear whitey tidies I don't wear boxers either because it just, it doesn't feel like enough. But whitey, or the boxer briefs, perfect. I still got a little mixture of both because I need to buy new underwear. That's fair. But no tidy whities I haven't worn those since I was a toddler, like you said. Yeah, because you know? you're not a man child. Exactly. Man child. And I talked about Tom Cruise's uh, kind of showing the spectrum of his acting. The scene where he is talking with Meg Ryan right 
after Goose's death is some of the best nonverbal acting I've seen him do in his entire career. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Like I, I could, I felt his pain and his sadness. It was good. Like and I'm not, you know, Tom Cruise isn't a bad actor by any means, but he's not known for having the ability to emote a wide range of things. Well, see, I think this is when I was like, ah, whatever, I'm over it. Get through it. Goddamn, we get it. He's dead. Can yeah, we please exactly. move on? I was like Tom. I don't know. I was kind of laughing at him during that time. Really? Because I guess maybe because I'm not used to seeing him try to emote that type of stuff, and I was just like, I don't know. Like, yeah. goddamn it, Tom. Tom Scared is a great line, very 80s and very like I'm, you know, a mentor kind of person. He's like, Maverick, you'll get your Rio when you get to the ship. If you don't, give me a call. I'll fly with you. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that he would. I know. That's my next note. I'm like, which also would have made for a much better ending climactic scene rather than having Merlin fly. I did think it's weird, though, like, what are the chances he's going to go there and they're just going to be like, Nope, actually, we're not giving you a Rio. Sorry. It's, it's the United States Navy. Yeah. It's just, Fuck you, Maverick. You're on your own. Sorry, Mav. You're flying solo. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, I, weird line, but it was a good line, just so he could say that. Oh, it's great. And yeah. Tom's, it's the perfect Tom Skerritt line. Yeah. It's, it's perfect, like, yeah, that mentor, mentee, kind of father figure-ish sort of leader. It's, it's perfect. Good stuff. It gives him, it's like, you know, saying, like, I believe in you, and I'll go to bat with you. Like, it's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Did did he not think Meg Ryan might want to hold on to those dog tags, by the way? He just throws them in the ocean? <laughs> well, I guess maybe she gave them to him, you know? Yeah, that's true. Maybe that happened. because I did think it was weird that he just threw them in the ocean, though. Like, what is this, the Titanic movie? Yeah, I think it was, like, uh, kind of was had dual meanings. Like, he was kind of putting... Putting it to rest. Putting it to rest. Putting and it out to sea. This is like, yeah, it's just like, oh, laying him to rest and out in the ocean, which is what he would have wanted. Yeah, but he never says that, though. No. Yeah, I don't it, know. It's just a saying, like, hey, I've, I've moved on. Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me. And then the last thing I have is shout out to the Kansas City poster in San Diego Bar. <laughs> yeah. You framed a poster of Asia. <laughs> it's time for a special segment that I like to call Call Sign Tidbits. So basically what this is going to entail, uh, these are actual call signs used in the United States Navy and then the explanation as to their origin, so why they're called that. Okay. The first call sign uh, should be noted, just, I don't know, trigger warning, whatever. A lot of these call signs are, do not contain politically correct language. Okay. So while I'm saying in politically incorrect language, it's only because it's the name. So don't, don't fucking get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> don't first one, fucking get mad at me. First one is call sign blow. Okay. Uh, it's, and a lot of them has to do with their actual names. So this this fighter pilot's last name was Jobbins. Okay. <laughs> Blow Jobbins. Yeah. I get it. Uh, the next one we have is call sign fag, which stood for funny accent guy. So call sign fag. It's interesting. Yeah. Call sign glory. This pilot's last name was Hole. Okay. Call sign hurricane. This was a female pilot whose first name was Katrina. Jesus. <laughs> it's a little dark. <laughs> yeah, no joke. This one uh, is pretty bad. Call sign Jugs. It was the first female pilot to qualify for Top Gun. Jesus. <laughs> they call it. Good I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, you're they the first even broad. Try to be clever on that one. Hey, it's the first broad. Call sign Jugs. They might as well have just called her boobs or tits. Yeah, call sign tits or yeah. call sign, you know, you're not as good as we are. I don't know. There's, there's more like that, though. The one was call sign Lingus. His first name was Kenny. Kenny Lingus? Yep. Okay. That's a really unfortunate. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, yeah, anyway. At call sign Omar, which stood for, oh man, another retard. 
Oh, geez. Yeah, that one's not great. Oh, this one's kind of funny, sort of. Call sign T-Bone. He uh, got this call sign because this pilot during a training op uh, dropped a practice bomb through a cow. Fuck. It's gnarly. Yeah. I guess that's that makes sense why they called him T-Bone then. Yep. Yeah. Call sign G-Bit. This was a female pilot with the last name of Kitchen. The G-Bit stands for Get Back in The. <laughs> Jesus. Some sexist oh, ass call signs. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I kind of wish Caitlin could be here for these. I'd like to see her reaction. Oh, she would not be happy. Not at all. Yeah. Call sign Coma. This is uh, the call sign for very slow talking southern accented pilot. It's okay. so like a McConaughey type pilot. Okay. Which, that one's fairly PG. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In comparison to most of these, yes. In comparison to call sign Jugs. <laughs> fuck's <laughs> sake. Oh, man. Okay, so I thought that was just interesting, and uh, we decided we were going to choose our call signs before the episode started. I would go, for me, is call sign vinyl, because of my DJing history and the fact that I enjoy listening to vinyl. Well, I I have a few here that I wrote down. I'm very Um, excited. I wish I had more than one. Well, the first one was just show me. If I was from Missouri, you know, which I I am from Missouri, so show show me. me. We're we're the show me state. Uh, But then, all right, actually, let me look at these. All right, so then I have Jaybird. For joints, because I smoke joints. Nice, I like it. Uh, then I have reefer. Call sign reefer. Just calling yeah, it reefer. Perfect. Yeah, it's great. Or grim reefer, but that might be a little long. I I love it. The problem with these things is, if you're going to be communicating and using them a lot, they have to be like two syllables. Yeah, they can't be punch grim quick. reefer. Yeah. And then I got doobie. That's my call sign doobie. Perfect. Simple. I think doobie is the one that I would go with. Yes, I I like it. Those are all good, and yeah. it's you know it's important to choose a call sign that represents your personality. Yeah. So I, I like it. Copy that vinyl. Can we start just using call signs now? No, let's not do Call that. sign reefer? <laughs> just start calling me reefer in public. That's just a douchey hey, thing ever. Hey, reef. Let's call reef. me vinyl. There you go. Oh, it's so bad. That's so douchey. Yeah, I, I don't think I could call you vinyl in public and feel right about myself. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Maybe it's a joke every once in a while. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah. What do you th- okay, so let's what do you think Calvin's would be? Because I could see him being like, Oh, I just I forgot to think of one. <laughs> yeah, he uh I, I don't want to do that. That's dumb. Yeah, that, that's really <laughs> stupid. I'm not doing that. I don't know what Calvin's would be. Fuck. Uh I, I would say Lando, just because yeah, Lando yep. Calrissian. I think call sign Lando's perfect. Yeah. He sold my phone as Calrissian. Never will not be in my phone as that. Yeah, he's in my phone as Calvin. I I gotta say, I got I got his number when we first got cell phones at like fifteen, so I, I wasn't putting in nicknames at that point. Yeah. Well, see, I got his number when I was like sixteen, and I just was putting in yeah. nicknames. You're still in my phone as Kobe, which is inconvenient because I forget about that sometimes. <laughs> Who the fuck is Kobe? <laughs> yeah, I'm like text Rob. There's no Rob in your phone. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> text Kobe. So that's why I have to say, yeah. Okay, do you know what time it is? Got up. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. Oh wow! Way early. That you you aggressively hit that button that time too. It was like you didn't know which one it was. You're like, it's got to be this one. Yeah, I was. It was way. I was just like, I was trying to like hit the right time. I was a little early on that one. All right, this is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia based questions from the episode. If Keenan gets three or more correct, I have to shotgun, and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun, and I don't. But inevitably, we'll all end up shotgunning. Number one. Over under $10, how much does the real Top Gun Academy fine any person who quotes this movie while in attendance? Over. That's under. It's five bucks. Oh, okay. But that's funny. Like, if, that you, is, if you yeah. quote Top Gun at Top Gun, like, yeah, dude, don't do that. Uh, it's not cool, man. 
<laughs> Number two. Only one actor did not vomit at some point while filming the jet flying scenes because of the G-force. Which actor was it? Was it A, Tom Cruise, B, Tom Skerritt, C, Val Kilmer, or D, Anthony Edwards? Who's Goose? I'm going to say Anthony Edwards. That's correct. D, Anthony Edwards. Really? Which is, I would think, would be my last guess if I'm thinking logically. I'll take it. Yeah, man. Well, I, th- I thought it was going to end up being Tom Cruise, but I thought maybe that was a trick in there. And then Tom Skerritt. He wasn't in the plane too much, and neither was Val Kilmer, so I figured maybe they had some struggles. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It takes a while. You hear about Val Kilmer flying for a while before. It's like an hour and five minutes in the movie before you finally see him in the plane. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, he's just, you're right, he's just an adversarial yeah. in the background kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Good good use of logic, Keenan. There you go. Number three. True or False. The tension between Maverick and Iceman was also happening behind the scenes. Oh, false. That is true. Kilmer and Cruz wanted absolutely nothing to do with each other during the film. Really? Which is crazy because Kilmer's back for the sequel, so maybe they patched things up over the years. Yeah, or they just both want money. Tom Cruise hoarding his $570 million. It's not ethical to have that much money. That's ridiculous. Number four. So what are you at now? You are... I've only got one. Okay, so you got two more. Yeah. Over under $2 million, how much money did the Pentagon charge Paramount Pictures to use their aircraft and planes? Er, sorry, to use their aircraft carriers and planes? Uh, over. Under. $1.8 million. Damn it. Yeah, there you go. And this is a really interesting one. Number five, who was the original choice to play Maverick before Tom Cruise? Was it A, Nicolas Cage? Was it B, John Travolta? Was it C, Bruce Willis? Or was it D, Sylvester Stallone? I'll say Travolta. It was Travolta. Really? Yeah. Well, that's because of Pelham 123 and Tony Scott and oh, said the other movies. That so makes that's sense. why I guess that. Yeah, yeah. And this would have been a drastically different movie. And I think for the worse with John yeah, Travolta. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Charlie. Oh, my God. I got a make. I'm a six. Is he Mario? I don't know. <laughs> it's a me, John Travolta. It's a me, John Travolta. Oh, my, my God. God. Oh, my God. I got a big, I'm a six. God, he's made some real stinkers recently. I turned that Gotti movie off. It's so bad. Yeah. Air, uh, e from uh, Entourage. Entourage directed it. Just, I know. I wanted to like movie. it, but I it was so bad. It's a real bad movie. Yeah. It was mostly about his son, right? And like his son's a really bad actor, I feel like. I watched it. A long time ago, and I it's so bad, but not in bad in like a remembering. It's bad in a forgettable way. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was free when I watched it. I was like, oh, John Travolta's John Gotti. I I love mob movies too. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're great. Couldn't get through this one. Uh, I think I might have rented it. Oh man. Yeah, I think I, I think I supported that film. <laughs> well, it's probably why you watch it all the way through. Yeah, pr- yeah. I definitely didn't finish it because it was just free. I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm gonna go do something else. All right. Drinking buddies. Drinking friends. Drinking friends. Drinking pals. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah, drinking buddies. A <laughs> uh, portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly shit-faced, drunk, shy vote, if you will, and I will. Keenan, who is your drinking buddy? Well, I mean, uh, probably Goose. Goose is good. I went with Viper. Viper? Yeah. All right, not a bad choice. Or Michael Ironside. He, I, he, Michael Ironside Jester. plays the same guy in every movie, but oh, yeah. he's great in this movie. And he actually looked kind of young in this movie. It, still bald. I think he's always been bald. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's like Larry David. If you had to go into battle, would you want him with you? I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. As he's lighting up them cigarettes. Yeah. Chief and Reeds, man. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Whoops. Rotten, Whoops. Rotten Tomatoes over under. 
The critics I will set at a 55%. Uh, over? <laughs> hey, over? Hey, over? The, the, uh, under, 54%. God damn it. The audience I will set at an 84%. Under. Under, 83%. All right, I'll take that one. IMDb was? I don't know. I should know. 7.7? No, it's your favorite. 6.9? 6.9. All right. Hey. God damn it. <laughs> 6.9. There we go. And that's, theme song in there. that's the exact correct. I mean, it's perfect. It's the douchiest rating for the douchiest yeah, guys. It it's been, perfect. Right? It's definitely a 6.9. Uh, my real buzz rating is four and a half out of five beers. Four and a half out of five. I love this movie. Damn. I, I'll give it a three, three and a half. Okay, that's fair. I'll drink three and a half beers. Yeah. Four, well, I'll probably if I watch it. Again, I'll probably drink at least three and a half beers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's iconic. And I can absolutely see why it became an iconic movie. It's uh Everything about the 80s, it seems like, wrapped into that movie. Yeah, and it's in the best way possible. And, uh, well, I think that about does it here. So Go th- for the tongue. G- yes. Pause the tongue scene. It's yeah. very graphic and, it, I guess, from an anatomical standpoint, interesting to watch. Yeah, well, you get to, it leaves nothing to the imagination. <laughs> no, it does not. Tell you that much. It look, he's, tonguing, like, he's tonguing her like someone would tongue a butthole if they were giving like a <laughs> rim job. It's very strange. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so that's a good that's a good way to sell this movie. Go watch it for that. Tom Cruise tongue in a butthole, <laughs> but it's really Kelly McGillis's mouth. Yeah. Kind of tastes like shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz Two. Keenan, take us out. Tongue Kelly McGillis butthole mouth. I don't know. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. I'll take you to the highway to the danger zone. Nice. Oh, thank you.